0: Hi, this is the time of our convention when we have our strategic reports. These are reports that are given from uh, men in ministries all over the world, and they're sharing with us uh, not only how things are going, but they're telling us uh, some things that they have needs in that we could be praying for them and supporting them in. We have seven of them today. The first one comes from Chaplain Sean Phillips. He's in Ansbach, Germany. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey, good morning. I'm
1: Chaplain Lieutenant Colonel Sean Phillips, uh, Garrison Chaplain here in Ansbach, Germany. Guten Tag von Deutschland! It's a cool and damp morning here today, and I'm on the small stage of our virtual VBS. With all the COVID restrictions in our chapels, uh, we're pre-recording some of our VBS, and the Bible lessons, the uh, crafts, and science lessons, and put that on online and let our families enjoy from home and teach their kids in their homes at their leisure. And I hope to show you more as we go around Ansbach, Germany. Many people have never heard of Ansbach, Germany. It's part of Middle Franconia, located in the state of Bavaria. It is home for four or 5,000 soldiers and DA civilians with their families, and we're surrounded by farmland and some rolling hills just to the west of Nuremberg and not far from the famed Neuschwanstein Castle. Germany is a land of castles, half-timbered homes, and amazing scenery. Linda and I truly enjoy the German culture and people With their long-held traditions and outstanding cuisine. While Ansbach is the name of the closest town, we serve six installations in three countries having sites in Romania and Bulgaria with very transient rotational forces. We provide many of the services like local churches, worship, religious education, small group auxiliaries, and counseling. I'm very happy to have a fellow IFCA chaplain Parker Schnetz and his family stationed with me. Let me share a short clip of his leading worship and preaching.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
3: Good
2: morning. My name is Chaplain Schnetz. I'm the We Attack Chaplain and I'd like to welcome you here to Counterback Chapel. We're glad you could be with us in person and welcome to everybody who's worshiping with us online on Facebook Live. We're glad you're here as well and anyone who's joined us for the first time would like to you know, give a special welcome to you, whether you're joining us physically for the first time or virtually for the first time, uh, spiritually for the first time. I don't know what else we can add to that, uh, but we're glad you're here. But building has been on my mind, and uh, so this morning what I want to talk about is, you know, not, not building, you know, in your apartment, in your house, stuff like that, uh, not building any furniture, but building our lives, which is something we do every day, building our lives. How am I building my life? And as a Christian, I think I would say, and I hope that you would say that, uh, you know, my goal is to build my life on Christ, right? That's what I say that I believe. I want to build my life on Christ.
1: I hope you've enjoyed a brief overview of the mission and ministry that God has given to Parker Schnetz and me here in Ansbach, Germany. And then also for all the chaplains and uh, soldiers, sailors, servicemen, airmen, who are stationed throughout the globe, many of whom are in harm's way. We do appreciate your prayers. We appreciate all that the IFCA as an organization, member churches and organizations do for us, and how you remember us before the throne of God for our protection and safety. Thank you so much, and God bless.
0: It's incredible to see what Pastor Phillips is doing there in Ansbach. And uh, we're so thankful for the Lord's use of him in the U.S. military as a chaplain. Not only him, but also Parker Schnetz that he mentioned. Uh, Would you join me in praying for uh, Chaplain Phillips and Chaplain Schnetz, please? Father God, we are so grateful for our military here in the United States that not only bring peace and protection to our country, but they do so all over the world. We thank you for the news of uh, Chaplain Phillips and uh, the Vacation Bible School that they're doing online, trying to serve their community with the gospel of Jesus Christ to the children. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless it and that it would be a great uh, help and uh, you would share the gospel to the children that are there. We also pray for those 5,000 soldiers that are at the base and the installations and the areas that they serve. We ask you, Father, that uh, the gospel would be powerful in the preaching. And as Uh, Parker Schnetz and as Sean Phillips get into the pulpit, as they open up your word, as they preach the gospel, we do pray, Lord God, that you would use them in a mighty way. Protect them, watch over them, and keep them faithful to you. It's in Christ Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The next report we have is from here in the States. It's from Ken Chipchase. Ken and his wife Lizzie are serving in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Let's hear from uh, the Chipchases and see what Ken is doing there in Indiana.
4: Hi, I'm Ken Chipchase, a church planter serving with Midwest Church Extension in Jeffersonville, Indiana. This is my wonderful family, my wife Lizzie, and children Yakar, Azariah, and Barnabas. If you're not familiar with our history of ministry, I was the associate pastor at another MCE church plant, Jeffersontown Bible Church, where I served alongside Pastor Larry Duncan for four and a half years. By God's grace, JBC graduated from Midwest Church Extension in 2017, and last year they sent me out to start another church, moving across the river from Louisville into southern Indiana to the town of Jeffersonville. When we made that move, we also had three households from JBC that live in Indiana, and they're joining us on this adventure. We've now been in our new field for a little over a year now, and I just want to share with you some of the things that we've learned, some joys we've had, and also some struggles that we've had along the way. First, we've learned a lot about our community, but the more we learn, the more we find there's more to learn. One of the things that is a bit unique about this community is the spiritual climate that, quite frankly, I find a little bit difficult to describe between the full-blown homegrown cults that are in the area, and then there's the influential megachurches that serve up regular helpings of, of pop psychology. there's spiritual tensions coming from directions that I hadn't quite anticipated when we moved here. But we're learning and we're growing as we interact with the people of the community, and, and by God's grace, we will see the gospel go forward. As we have sought to minister to the gospel, you know there are many things that we tried that from our perspective simply didn't work and we didn't really see any fruit in the year 2019. And by the end of 2019, I was scratching my head, kind of looking around and wondering, what do I need to do to gain some traction here? So we reevaluated our strategies. We looked around at at the things that we were facing in the community, and we overhauled our strategy, uh, changed the way we approached things. We set new plans for the new year. We made many adjustments, and we were beginning to see some fruit from that in the new year. We were excited about all the things that were happening, and as we we were anticipating the spring and the warmer weather and all the potential that was going on there. And then COVID happened, and all those plans, all that reworking that we did, we had to scrap it all and kind of start over and, and reevaluate things once again. Well, despite the challenges that COVID has brought, we still rejoice in what God has done. Uh, we have seen some new people start to come to Bible study, and it's been a joy to see them interact with God's Word that in ways that I don't think that they ever have before. We've also outgrown our living room, and there's no more room. We have to look beyond our living room now for meeting space, and that's a huge praise and a blessing. It's exciting to see God at work. As we do move forward from here, we are seeking to be innovative with our approach to outreach in light of the whole COVID situation, and honestly, we don't fully know what that looks like, and we're in the same boat with many, many churches as we're struggling to figure out what ministry looks like now, but we are committed to taking steps forward and to continue to bring the gospel to these communities, and as we take those steps, I, I just ask that you would pray for us. I ask that you would pray for wisdom for us as we do seek to learn how to effectively do outreach in this new environment that we find ourselves in post-quarantine. And pray for receptive hearts to the gospel, that as we do proclaim God's word and, and get the gospel message out, that people would respond in the faith. Third, I ask that you would pray for our facility options. I mentioned that uh, we out, we've outgrown our living room. Well, now we have to find somewhere else to meet. And uh, as I'm recording this, that's the challenge that we are working through right now. So pray for us in that regard. Finally, I ask that you would pray for our support. We praise God that he has continued to provide for us. And our support level has been steadily increasing over this last year. However, holding down a second job continues to be the primary impediment to some of the ministry things and activities that we would like to be a part of. And really, if only five churches uh, took us on for $200 a month, I could quit my part-time job tomorrow and spend all my energy focused on the church plant. So I ask that you would pray for us in that regard and consider if the Lord could use you and your church to be a part of what God is doing here in Jeffersonville. If you do want to remain in the loop and how things are going, I'm placing a link on the screen that if you follow that link, it will take you to a sign-up form where you can get on our newsletter mailing list and you can receive updates for how the work is going here. We do thank you so much for praying and investing in us. We are truly excited about what the future holds. Until we meet again, be blessed, be a blessing.
0: Well, it's incredible to see what the Lord is doing in Indiana, isn't it? It's a church plant, planting churches. Uh, We're so thankful for what Larry Duncan has done there in Kentucky, and now it's spreading into Indiana. And may the Lord give us the vision to see more of this happening. Um, Ken asked for prayer for certain things, and so let's go to the Lord and ask him to uh, answer these prayers as we join Ken and Lizzie in praying for Indiana. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the work that you have been doing We know that it's been frustrating for many of us with COVID-19 and the challenges that we've faced. We uh, start to make plans and then we have to reevaluate them and they're even now still in constant flux. We thank you, Lord God, for the heart of church planters. We pray that you would raise many more up. We ask you, Lord God, as uh, Ken and Lizzie are learning about their community, as they're starting to get a better picture of what's going on, particularly in the community with the cults and the megachurches, their heart would uh, be driven by love, a love and a compassion to spread the gospel. We thank you for the sense that we get from their uh, report, Lord God, that that's exactly what's going on there in Jeffersonville. We pray for the Bible studies that are being conducted, Lord God. We ask you that there would be just continued good responses, that there'd be great interaction with the gospel. We know, Lord God, that they've outgrown the living space that they're in right now, that the living room can't contain the group, and we pray for bigger spaces for them. Provide for them, Lord God, a place that they can meet regularly and that they can continue to teach the word of God. Give receptive hearts for the gospel. We pray for you to provide for their needs, Lord God, both in that facility need that they had, as well as for the financial support that Ken and Lizzie need for their personal support, so that... Uh, Ken wouldn't have to continue to work his secular job, but he could pour all of his time and his energy completely devoted to the work of the ministry there in Jeffersonville. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for raising them up. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Well, what wonderful news we're hearing uh, here in the States, but we know we're know we gonna go across the world again to Moscow, Russia, where we're gonna hear from our brother, Dr. Yevgeny Bakhmutsky, and uh, he's gonna share with us his heart for the people in Russia.
5: Grace and peace to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. From Moscow, from the heart of Russia, I'm here at Red Square, crumbling behind me, our parliament over there, and tomorrow we're going to celebrate Day of Russia, June the 12th. And here I am. Evgeny Bakhmutsky, pastor of Russian Bible Church, part of Union of Evangelical Christian Baptists, will to present a few things how God is doing and working and ministering through us here in Russia. I'm sure that these days you're not hearing many great things about Russia and many probably frightening things about Russia, but God is here and He is powerfully and mightily working through His Gospel and His Church. We face a few challenges. Some of them external, like we see high level of secularization of Russian society. Could you imagine less than 2% of Russian population regularly attends churches. Also, we see some pressure from Russian Orthodox Church that sees evangelicals or conservative evangelicals as a contenders, competitors in trying to smash them or get rid of them. Also, we see that our local authorities and the government limit, in many ways, our religious freedom. It's not closed. Like two of my grandfathers were sent in exile to Siberia, where I grew up. They ended up in a prison camp for preaching the gospel. I'm much more free to preach today compared to what they had before. So, But we still have these external pressures and uh, obstacles, but also we have internal from one side, we survived during persecution. From from other side, it been developed like a ghetto mentality or survival mode that our church is quite closed to people around, to neighbors. They really closed communities, not open gospel-centered communities. Also, society changed. But the way how we present the gospel it's such a strange way that people not hear the gospel. So, gospel preached, but not understood. Not because of it's not being faithfully presented, but because of it was presented in the way that people could not understand and respond. So, I'm not talking about pragmatism. I'm not talking about submitting to the culture. I'm talking about loving God and loving people and His gospel, so much that I want to present it in an understandable way and praying that God will open their hearts to believe. But I will have so many victories. Our church, 10 years old, I was the founder of that church, and God blessed us. every second year, we doubled in our size, we moved to a new location, and now we're praying for a new building, new place to worship. And I saw many young professional young people responding to the gospel. So it's an amazing victory. We plant a new church. We help dozens to be planted. We're about to plant a new church. And it's happening right here, here in Russia, in Moscow. Um, and uh, we see more younger people who want to become leaders. We have 79 small group leaders who hunger for God's word. And I see His word preached and uh, received by others. Also, just a few days ago, I met with a retired Russian officer. His daughter believed a few years ago. I baptized her and also did a wedding for her. And during pandemic, this man started reading the Bible, and he believed. We prayed with him just a few days ago. It's amazing to see parents and their children saved by grace of God. It's happening right now in Russia. Please pray for that pray that god will give us more leaders please pray that god will give us to plant more churches please pray that god will give us spiritual awakening of russia tomorrow going to be day of russia and we're praying for spiritual awakening revival in russia for his glory for his kingdom for our jury may god bless all of you brothers and sisters hope to see you one day in person
0: isn't it amazing how as far away as we are here in the States from Moscow, Russia, that the needs are very similar. And so let's join in with Dr. Bakhmutsky and let's pray for what the Lord is doing there as well as here. Would you join me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you for um, just the energy and the excitements of uh, what is going on there in Moscow uh, under Dr. Bakhmutsky. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, awaken the church these external pressures that he described, uh, we are getting a better understanding of them here in the United States. Those that are opposed to the gospel and are becoming more vocal. Those that are opposed to the church and to Christians and Christianity. Uh, we know that's in their past, Lord God, but it is foreign to us. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen us and strengthen them. That we would stand firm and, and not fold to the pressure. We also pray, pray for them for the internal pressures that they're feeling, Lord God the 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 struggle that some within the church have where they they are comfortable and they don't want to allow outsiders to come in they don't they don't want to uh be stretched they don't want to meet new people they just rather have their their small group and and those that they're familiar with and those that they're that they know and and to not allow others to come in lord god but we know That is not the spirit of the gospel. That is not what you desire. You desire for us to take that gospel message out and to make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them, Lord. And we can't do that if we close our doors or our hearts. So we pray for the Russian church, Lord God, and ask you, Father, that that change would take place in their hearts. We also pray, Lord God, for the society that is changing there, that people have become hardened against hearing the gospel, very much like here. It used to be, Lord God, that in Russia, that the people were open and and they had never heard the gospel the way it was being preached and uh, that they were receptive and they were receiving Christ and the church was growing. But now secularism has gripped the hearts of the people and we pray for them, Lord God, that you would set them free. We pray that churches would be planted all over Russia, Lord God, But we particularly think of Moscow, the capital, Lord, where so much wickedness was done in the name of atheism. And now we pray, Lord God, that so much would be done for righteousness sake. Give the people a growing hunger for your word. Give the young people, Lord God, that are particularly hungry for the word, an excitement to preach the gospel and to plant churches and to see the church grow and thrive and be healthy. We thank you for the salvations that they have seen happening lately. We pray for you to raise up more leaders, Lord God, for more churches to be planted, for spiritual awakening and revival to take place. And we trust you in the name of Jesus that these things will happen. It's your name we pray. Amen. Well, we come back to the United States to another church planter, to Justin Gortz. He is in Clinton uh, or Westport, Utah. He's joined there with his wife, Heather, and their children. And so let's hear from Justin and get a little glimpse into what's going on there at Cornerstone Bible Church in Utah.
6: Hello, my name is Justin Gort. I'm a member of the IFCA International, graduate of Appalachian Bible College, and missionary church planner with Biblical Ministries Worldwide, serving in Utah. Eight years ago, Cornerstone Bible Church began holding Sunday services in the community that we love. Clinton, Utah, and West Point, Utah. The combined population of our community is 34,000 people. All the other churches in our community are part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly referred to as Mormon. 80% of our community are members of this church. They believe that God has restored the church through the prophet Joseph Smith, Jr., and that continued revelation comes through whoever is the current prophet of the church today. They believe marriage is between one man and one woman and that we are all spirit children sent to this earth to be tested. They believe that the results of this testing determine our exaltation in the next life. Those who are faithful to the gospel of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will receive greater glory than non-members. However, they teach we are all already saved through the atonement of Jesus in the garden. They teach that the gospel is one of works through the requirements of their authority. The baptism by those who hold the priesthood, the attendance of the church services they offer, the giving to their church, and the belief that God was at one time a man, has a wife, and we are all his spirit children. Another challenge in our area is the group who teaches the ecumenical pluralistic aspects of life. That we are all on the same path to God, no matter what path we happen to choose. This is often expressed in statements like, We are so glad that you are here. Any pursuit of God is good. Or, the more churches in our area, the better. However, we recognize this is disingenuous at best, as they are predominantly opposed to the truth claims of the Bible. Pray with us that our community will hunger for the truth of the Bible. We have had many opportunities to proclaim the gospel of the glory of Christ while standing firmly on the authority of the revealed word of God. The Bible, the purpose of Cornerstone Bible Church, is to build on Jesus verse by verse. Our theme for 2020 is building up. We chose to focus on the people and the ministries in order to have healthy growth among the body of Christ. One major victory in the ministry that God has provided is the fact that Sunday morning has a church service in the community that proclaims the gospel of the glory of Christ. Nine years ago, there was no Bible teaching church in our community. There were certainly other churches in the communities around us, but there was nothing in this town. Now that has changed, and we are constantly praying that the Lord would expand our influence into the extended families of our community. We are thrilled that he opened the door for us to share the gospel with four generations of one family in our community. This isn't the first time we've been able to share the gospel with both children, parents, and grandparents of those who have attended both services and functions that Cornerstone has done. We pray that the gospel would expand in influence here. A challenge unique to the church plant is renting a space at a commercial rate. Currently, our lease is 80% of our church budget. A permanent facility would aid both the impact as well as the influence in our community, as it would give us more space and a permanent location. We want to foster as much connection with the gospel into family life as we can. As you have the opportunity to find ways to impact your community, consider what would happen if there was only one church in your town. How would that change your outreach focus and your evangelism? Would you be more willing to dedicate precious hours of work to being in the community? This is what we have to live with on a daily basis. How can our community be impacted if we are the only ones present seeking to reach this community with the gospel? If you are interested in this ministry, there are specific ways that you can join in the work. We would love to introduce you to the ways you can reach members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in your area. We welcome fellow laborers, short-term or long-term, who are looking to see the beauty of the Mountain West while making an impact with the gospel. We are looking to acquire our own permanent facility and invite you to partner with us directly. More information about this can be found at www.cornerstoneofutah.com slash partner.
0: Well, you kind of got a few pictures there of uh, what's going on in uh, Justin's church. And uh, I've been out to Justin's church and it's a small storefront, but a, a beautiful little place where great things are happening. There's such a need in Utah for the gospel. Uh, Justin has informed me that they have an opportunity before them. And and I told him I would share it with all of you here at our convention after his report. Cornerstone Bible Church has 11 months on their current lease in their little storefront uh, facility. It's 2,300 square feet. And they use it to its maximum capacity. They have 74 chairs set up for their Sunday services. They have had 50 children attend their vacation Bible school last year. And they have all kinds of studies and meetings inside of this building. But it's limiting them. It's restricting the ministry that they can do. Because they don't just don't have enough space. Very small classrooms. Uh, there's uh, a parking lot behind and there's a little strip of grass on the other side where the street is. And um, they just don't have the facility that they need. And so we're praying that the Lord would help us. Um, they're looking at a 6,000 square foot facility in Clinton, Utah. And they're exploring the possibility of maybe purchasing that property. They pay around $2,500 a month in rent. And um, they have some money saved up. They have about 50 people in attendance. uh, And they have about 22 members in their church. And so let's pray. Let's pray that God would provide the money that they need to be able to get a bigger facility that the church would grow even more. So would you join me in praying for them? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ministry of Justin and Heather Gort and uh, Cornerstone Bible Church. Lord, um, many people would think that Utah is a wasteland spiritually, but it is not. There are so many needs, and there are so many people that are hungering and thirsting. They have tried their cult, Lord God, in Mormonism, and they have found it wanting. They have been driven away by the impossibilities of a religion that teaches that they must earn their way to heaven. And some of them, Lord God, are hurting and broken. And Justin and Heather and the people of Cornerstone Bible Church have come with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The light has come on. Their hearts have been set free. And they are rejoicing in Jesus Christ now. But Lord, their numbers, as small as they may be, are limited by the facilities and we do pray with them, Lord God, that you would provide the money that they need. It's a large amount. It's an amount that we probably would think is just too much, but nothing is impossible for you. You're able to provide any amounts for our needs. Your word tells us that we have not because we ask not. And so on behalf of our brothers and sisters there in Utah, we pray and we believe in faith that you would provide for their needs. Thank you, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that Uh, they would be able to report back next year to us how it is that you have answered their prayers and our prayers as well. Encourage them and strengthen them and continue the mighty work that you're doing, not just at Cornerstone, but the many churches that we have in the Salt Lake Valley. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We're going to go internationally again, and we have a video from our brother V.I. Philip in Punjab, India with Bible
7: Christian Assembly. I greet you all in the precious and matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Rev. V. I. Philip from ludhiana Pancha. I do praise the Lord for this wonderful opportunity that He has given me to stand before you through this short video during this virtual convention of IFCA 2020. I thank Reverend Richard, the Executive Director for his visionary and missionary approach to the Gospel and allow me to come before you through this short video. Being a member of IFCS since 2006, it is my great privilege to present A primary updates of the ministry what we do here in Punjab. Our ministry is known as Bible Christian Assembly and it is an ongoing church planning ministry as per the great commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ given in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 and 19. In obedience to the commandment of Lord Jesus Christ and the challenge taken by us, We have threefold aims and objectives to do this ministry in Punjab. The first one to reach the unreached at any cost. The second one encourage the local believers in their faith and practices. The third one is establishing the Bible believing churches and house fellowship wherever there is a need. accomplish this great task, we impart the word of God through preaching, teaching and sharing. Preaching, preaching is an important part of our ministry. We take time to go out giving the message through general conventions, local conventions and outreach ministries. Wherever there is a possibility to preach the word of God, we do it. And Sunday worship is another place we have the preaching of the gospel in a systematic way. And the teaching of the word of God is also done there. And the second one is teaching. Teaching is another part of our ministry. It is an important part of our ministry. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We have Bible classes for our pastors, for our believers and for the newcomers and the third is sharing sharing is an another important part of our ministry we share the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ too wherever we get opportunities through our personal evangelism and meeting with the people wherever they are available Sunday schools youth fellowship and women fellowship and also church gatherings in the other places and we take time to share the word of God with them and it is a blessed time and many people have come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We have a special gathering for the street children, unreached and untouched people in the villages and we share the word of God with the different songs and mimics and sharing the word of God with these people is a wonderful experience and through this such we may be we are able to meet their parents and share with them the gospel of jesus christ the results we are blessed with many results of our ministry that is our greatest blessing hundreds of people have accepted jesus christ as their personal savior and come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and after uh, reading from the Word of God and studying the Word of God, they obey the Lord in water baptisms and joined in the local church as believers. Now presently, we have uh, 15 evangelist pastors and Bible women working in the mission Sundays, and as per the statistics taken in December 2019. 1,150 regular church members are there. And 1,050 are baptized and more to be baptized. If God giving us the time this year, we may do it for the glory of God. Finally, on behalf of the Bible Christian Assembly, I want to thank you all for watching this short video. I would like to request you to pray for us. Pray for our brethren in the mission Sundays. We need your prayers. We need to bring more people to the fold of Jesus Christ. Punjab is now open for the gospel. But we don't know what is going to take place in the future. The night is coming that no one can do everything at all. So this is the appointed time. And this is the day of salvation. So stand with us and pray for us. Our work is increasing and the needs also increasing daily. We need your prayers and support. Thank you once again. Thank you for watching this video. And uh, our address is given here. And our telephone number is also given here. And if you like to contact us through this telephone number, through the email, you are very much welcomed. Thank you. God bless you all.
0: Oh, it's wonderful to hear the way that God is using Brother Philip. He is reaching the unreached. He is taking the gospel to those people that are not only unbelievers, but sometimes unwanted in his country. And so let's pray and ask the Lord to do a mighty work there in Punjab. Father God, we thank you for Bible Christian Assembly and the leadership of Pastor Philip. And we ask you, Lord God, that you would continue to do your mighty work there as they reach out to the unreached and encourage the believers there and plant churches. We pray for you to bless them with full Sunday schools, that the youth fellowship and the women's fellowship would uh, overflow with those that come to hear the word of God taught. We pray, Lord, that you would raise up leaders because there is a, a great work that needs to be done. We especially pray for those street children, Lord, that they reach in their ministry. Those who have been uh, forgotten and pushed aside. They are the, the weak, the orphans, the poor and the needy. Uh, you have a heart for them, Lord. You love them. And uh, we are so thankful that Brother Philip loves them too. And he loves them in the name of Jesus. We pray for your provision for their ministry, Lord God. The needs are great. But the poverty in India is great as well. We thank you, Lord God, for... Uh, the fact that Brother Philip has not turned his back on those needs, and he's seeking to meet them, Lord. Uh, His own ministry struggles financially, Lord God. And uh, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would raise up supporters to pray and to give to help the ministry of Bible Christian Assembly. We thank you for the baptisms, Lord, the wonderful reports of those who have dedicated their life to Christ and have shown evidence of that in Christian baptism. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to raise up those that are ripe for salvation, that give their lives to Christ and trust wholeheartedly in who he is. We thank you, Lord God, for what we have seen that you are doing there in India. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here in the United States, down uh, in the Southwest, we have a wonderful Bible ministry, Rio Grande Bible Ministries in Edinburgh, Texas. There is a conglomeration of ministries that are associated with, with RGBM. And so I'm going to let the video explain to you a little bit more about the ministry.
2: Rio Grande bible college exists to develop christ-centered leaders with a biblical worldview so the scriptures actually are the center of our study that's what we do here
5: our main purpose here at rio grande bible college college is not only to teach the students uh, the academic uh, things but we want to teach them the bible in such way that the Bible is going through their hearts. The Grande
6: Bible College has
2: been a great blessing to my family. Back in 1971, it prepared my grandparents to be missionaries in Oaxaca, Mexico. My parents, in 2007, came here to be now pastors in a place in Mexico where they are
6: now working. At.
2: I came to RGVI last year thinking that I would just learn theology, but what really happened is that God started Treating and other parts of my life and other areas of my life uh, that I hadn't realized that I needed help. And God did this work through mentoring, discipleship, and counseling.
4: We're trying to teach
0: and train and mobilize our students and missions, teaching them in the classroom,
2: mobilizing them. We have our students now going all over the world. They're going. Uh, five different continents this this summer
4: and several different teams and working with some of the least reached peoples in the world and our goal is to see god's name glorified in the nations bibleville
8: conference grounds is one of the six divisions of rio grande bible institute we're a support ministry i'm thrilled to see the way rgbi is preparing missionaries around the world, as well as for leadership in the Hispanic world. We came to Bibleville six years ago for the first time, looking for a
1: place to retreat from the cold, but we didn't want to quit. And so Bibleville was a perfect fit. At Bibleville, we have an auditorium that seats 750 people. We have services on Sunday morning and Sunday evening, and then also on Thursday evening. And then what we do every other week from January through March, we have special speakers that come in, and they preach all
8: week long. And the concerts we have every Saturday, uh, mostly Southern gospel, but there's some families that come too, and we really sit back and enjoy that.
3: You're this child, and he cares for you.
1: The concerts on Saturday sometimes get to be a lot of work. We're talking about reaching probably sometimes as many as 2,000 people from the valley with the gospel on a Saturday here.
8: Our retired pastors and the faculty and staff of Rio Grande Bible Institute go to other parks and preach on Sunday mornings. We're reaching between three and 5,000 people every Sunday.
6: One of the exciting things that the Lord is doing now is that He's opening the doors for us to go online. And that way we can reach more people, more students in Latin America that are already doing ministry, but because of all of their responsibilities, they cannot come here and, and set aside four years to get the training they need.
4: Let's take advantage of the opportunity while it's still day. Jesus warned us that the harvest would be plenteous, but the laborers few, and his solution was pray. Would you
2: consider being a prayer partner? We believe that today, like never before, is the day to get God's word out to the ends of the world. And so instead of fearing and cowering, uh, we're training and preparing our students to go out with boldness and to even go out into the restrictive nations, the creative access nations, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth.
0: Well, there's so many opportunities that you can see there with RGBM. Why don't we go to the Lord and ask His blessing upon this ministry? Father, we thank you for the students at uh, Rio Grande Bible College, the way that you are raising them up and preparing them for ministry in the Spanish speaking world, how they're going out all over the world, not just as uh, Bible teachers and Sunday school teachers and pastors and missionaries, but you're just using them in mighty ways. We pray for those students, Lord God, as you work in their hearts through the word. Some of them go for an education, and they encounter the living Christ. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are opening their eyes to see the wonderful things that are in your word. We pray for Bibleville and the conference center that is there, and all those that attend that are there to enjoy not only the weather, but the fellowship and serving in ministry together. We pray that you would multiply their number, Lord, and Uh, that the joy of the Lord that is there, a little taste of heaven, Lord God, would continue to be blessed. We pray for their plans of online education, for a greater reach all over the world to train workers. And we ask you, Lord God, as they finish up their great commission center, as they begin to uh, put the final touches on it and they furnish it, Lord, and begin to use it, that it would be used for your glory and honor. Thank you for the many talented people, many dedicated people, that have poured into this ministry for so long. We pray, Lord God, that you would cause them to increase. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we have one more video. It is the longest of all of them because it's a special announcement video from our brothers and sisters at Biblical Ministries Worldwide. BMW has had a massive part of IFCA. We're so thankful for their history, and we're thankful for what the Lord has been doing. And so they have this special announcement that they put in a video for us. And so I'll uh, ask you to watch and see what they have to say as we go and prepare our hearts to pray for them.
8: Biblical Ministries Worldwide is going through transition these days. For the past 25 years, I've been serving as the director of BMW, and it's been a wonderful experience. And one of the things that has brought joy is to be able to work with the IFCA and IFCA churches. So many of you support BMW missionaries. It's been a joy to be with you in many different settings, including the convention. And I was hoping to be at the convention this year to introduce you to the next director. But since we can't be there, we thought maybe this would be the next best way to do this. And so just wanted to introduce you to Andrew Bunnell. Our board has appointed him as the general director designate. He'll be taking over January 1 next year. And it's a joy to have him on the team and taking the helm I'll continue to participate with BMW, but he will be driving the train. Andrew, it, it probably would be interesting to people to hear maybe where you came from or what your missionary experience was.
3: Great, and thanks, Paul, for this opportunity. And I wish we could, like you said, be there with everyone in person. And uh, I've spent way too much time on Zoom in the last couple of months than I <laughs> than I wished I had. Uh, sure. No, I I'm uh, grew up the son of a uh, Baptist pastor in Texas. My wife is also a preacher's kid. Uh, we went to the mission field in the former USSR at a very young age. We were in our very early twenties, spent about 10 years in Eastern Europe and that part of the world. And in that time did a lot of interesting work connected to church planting. Um, we were working with, um, uh, different nationalities, uh, working in Islamic outreach. We, uh, helped with people from Afghanistan, all sorts of parts of the world that were uh, going, if you remember the 2000s, a very difficult, difficult time in the world, difficult space to be. And I think Russia was a toughening experience, but an amazing opportunity to get out to a place that was changing um, and find that the gospel has an impact everywhere. Um, and, then, and then after about 10 years there, we spent about, almost a decade in London, England, uh, doing church revitalization. And now here we
8: are in Georgia. Yeah, and in addition to all of that, you've done quite a bit of education as well. You're just wrapping up a PhD right now?
3: Yes, uh, working on uh, working through my doctoral studies, um, dissertation coming up, having to write that. But uh, thankfully, just finished up classes. And so that's, that's a relief and have done uh, some seminary and grad, grad work in some other areas as well. So,
8: You know, I think one of the things that uh, people think about when there's transition in leadership is will the organization's Continue in the same trajectory? Will it remain the same? Uh, I don't know. Speak to that. How do you fit with BMW? Uh, are you are you committed to the things that are of, of value to us?
3: Well, this is one of the most important keys to this entire um, this entire time that we're living in. Organizations struggle with this constantly. It's it's a, a, a challenge of should we should we break with the past and and go back and fix things, or should we move into the future and the challenge in that is when you find an organization that has a culture that works and has built on a firm and has been built on a firm foundation, the wonderful thing is when you can when you find yourself in alignment, then what's happened here with biblical ministries worldwide is they've said, let's let's take this foundation that you've built that so many others have participated in building, and then let's move forward. Let's make progress. So many times churches and organizations built something of value, and then somebody comes in, breaks that to put their own stamp on it, and says, okay, now, now all we're doing is rebuilding what's already been built. And yet, 1 Corinthians tells us there is a foundation that has been laid, yeah. a firm foundation, and, and that's certainly reflected in the mission and vision of BMW. So I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to build on what is there, and you guys have done an amazing job setting this up for the future.
8: Well, you know, thrilling. one of the things that's really important to... Uh, uh, this group of pastors is is ecclesiology, where sure. w- we realize that the local church is the way God designed things to happen. Uh, speak to that a little bit, your commitment to the local church. You know,
3: I, I've seen, you know, growing up as a pastor's kid, I've dealt with this my whole life. Uh, there are a lot of organizations that talk about autonomy of the local church, but in practice, they build layers of bureaucracy on top of the church and force the church to jump through their hoops. What I love about BMW is that This is a mission board that wants to say yes. It's like, how can we find ways to say yes to your vision, to your calling, and how can we affirm the local church, help equip them with the tools that they need to do what they want to do and should do? And then how can we help the individual missionary do that? And so that very DNA and that culture is one of the key reasons as to why I came here.
8: You know, one of the values, I guess, to uh, having new leadership in an organization or a church is... You get new, fresh eyes on a situation. <laughs> right. You also get new vision for the future. Um, talk a little bit about what you sort of envision happening in missions right now, and what may be for the future.
3: Well, it's interesting you asked me that today because if you told me back, asked me that question in January, I have a very different answer. But now in the post-COVID world, you know, I think we're 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 all trying to answer that question in fresh ways. But I will say. Two things. Uh, First is that we are realizing that technology matters. Now, we've known that for a long time. And, And I would say this is the first technological revolution where the church has been caught behind the culture. Radio, TV, all of these things, the church was right there with the culture. This digital revolution, the church is really in the back seat and not up there cutting edge. And I think what, what we're seeing is we've got to be, to remain relevant, to stay connected to a world that is seamlessly moving, it's globally moving, there, you have to have a 360 degree view, you've got to be technologically advanced and moving forward. So that, that's a big thing that needs to happen in world missions. Um, to leverage that use of technology in creative and fresh ways and even to get ahead of the game. There's things coming online with blockchain and augmented reality that are going to change the way we even think about you know, how we connect with each other um, and do business, do transactions. It's critical to our future. The second thing, though, is that how can we make evangelism more personal? Because in a world that is increasingly impersonal, there's this this flip side of everything in which people yearn for personal connection. And we need to be able to have a mission community that says it's one by one by one in the communities in which we live to live a life that backs up what we say. And I think that is the essence of world missions going forward, regardless of the culture, um, because people have seen everything. Everything's been tried. So on the one hand, I say we need this technology, but we also need to marry that with a really True culture of hospitality, grace, and mercy to our world around us.
8: You know, the, the IFC is committed to several core values. One of them sure. is uh, the strength of doctrine and yes. exposition. And in other words, the the integrity of Scripture is really important. Speak speak to that in your sort of view of that, uh, or, and your commitment to that.
3: Well, absolutely. <clears throat> have a you know have a high high view of Scripture. That mm-hmm. is uh, that is absolutely uh, critical to everything we do. It's uh, it's. Sola Scriptura. It's through the Word only through the Word that everything will be communicated. That's you know. Otherwise, we're just making it up.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's it's so great to have you on board, and and I've been looking forward to this day where uh, I can hand off the baton to somebody else. And uh, so glad that God has brought you our way, and that you're going to be in this role. I'm really excited about the future of BMW. I think that the skill set that you're bringing and the vision that you're going to bring is going to help us to expand and to grow. This is kind of a downtime in world missions in North America where many agencies and colleges are shrinking in size, but uh, I'm optimistic about our yeah. future and your leadership is gonna to help to expand that. I, I really look for these to be growth days for BMW. So uh, welcome, on, welcome on board, so glad <laughs> to have you here and maybe next year you'll be able to be at the convention to meet everybody.
3: Well, thanks Paul, I agree and, uh, and I'm glad you're, uh, you're sticking around to be a part of us uh, in the years to come as well.
8: And so and I am planning to stay engaged with biblical ministries worldwide. We're, we're talking about what my job description may be. So be assured of the fact that I remain committed to and participating in this ministry and uh, look forward to connecting with a lot of you in the days ahead. And so these are good days for us. We are so grateful for the strong financial support that we receive from churches like yours We're grateful for the position that we're in in the climate in world missions, and these are going to be great days ahead for us. And so hope to see you soon, and thank you so much for giving us some time to chat with you and to introduce Andrew.
0: Isn't it a wonderful thing to see how God is using BMW and how now he has raised up Our brother Andrew to continue to lead after the faithful work of Paul Seeger for 25 years as the uh, general director of BMW. Uh, Let's pray for our brother Andrew and ask the Lord that he would continue to do the work that he's been doing in BMW with the new leadership now that God has provided. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, first of all, the gift that you give us as a church in the opportunity to send workers out into the fields all over the world. It is such an honor to think about the missionaries that are being sent, and that we can trust BMW for um, the solid biblical foundation that they have, that they entrust uh, the work of the ministry to the church and not the other way around, and that they help the church to send out people into the, the harvest fields. We thank you for Paul Seeger and just the uh, incredible faithfulness of this man of God who has directed this ministry for 25 years and now is transitioning with our brother Andrew Bunnell. We ask you, Father, that you would um, you would bless this transition, to be with uh, Paul as he pours into Andrew. And we pray for Andrew, Lord God, as he begins even now the work of the ministry, uh, the plans, the ideas and even the foundation that he spoke of Lord God. Uh, They are all firmly planted upon your word. A scripture is everything. Uh, Without it, we have nothing to say. And we're thankful that BMW stands with IFCA in that manner. We ask, Lord, for all of these seven reports that have been given today, that you would bless these ministries. We know there's so many more we could have uh, shared today, but we just don't have time. We ask you, Father, for the ministry of IFC all over the world, all the missionaries, all the Christian workers, all the educators, all the printing houses, all of the churches and pastors and youth pastors, all the work that is being done, Lord God. Thank you for giving us a little taste, a little glimpse of it today, that we might be fired up and stirred up and encouraged and motivated to keep doing the work in our little portion of the vineyard that you've given to us, Lord. Lord God, would you multiply it? Would you bring revival to the ministries of IFCA? Thank you for this time you've given us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right now we're going to transition. We're going to be moving into our men's strategic planning breakouts. And uh, so if you're a part of that, you would have received an invitation from one of the leaders. If you're not, you've got some free time until... Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time when we have a a Q&A where we'll share with you how to use uh, the software and how everything works out for the schedule for the week. We're going to share with you a little bit more about that when that time comes. So look for that seminar to be coming up pretty soon uh, on the uh, Big Marker website. God bless. We'll see you in a little bit.